triple recording Sunday Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to post this one late Sunday night but you'll probably see one that probably just uh, posted recently one supposed to post at 6pm Pacific and then this is going to be the third one so it's kind of in an order uh, like I specifically put those 6pm one to post in the middle, um, because this was the one that I said I was gonna post, um, about, kind of about discomfort, and kind of working with discomfort with different sorts of, um, techniques that people might be trying when you're trying to kind of work on, like, personal development, or relationship development, or just kind of, like, goal, goal setting, goal keeping in general, um, just to kind of get your life on track or keep things on track. Um, and so this one is going to be the third part of that series. It'll either post late Sunday or Monday morning. I don't know which one. It depends if I'm going to edit this or not. So at the moment, I don't really know. But pretty much that's what we're talking about. So it's still going to be in the series that's called Deepening Relationships, but um, again, that, that series is about kind of deepening the relationship with yourself, kind of looking more at the details of things that are maybe going wrong or right in your own life, trying to kind of decipher what it is and figure out how to manage things that you don't like what you see, and then just kind of working with things in that way um but this can be kind of for our own selves or when we're with other people and a lot of times um people really have an interest in topics that um impact their relationships with other people but a lot of times it does help to do that kind of introspective work too like it's like it's not always the other people it goes both ways a lot of times it's like we have to know kind of what's going on with ourselves to kind of know how to do what we need to do with other people because there's so many variables like and that's why these recordings are kind of hard to um uh put out because they're a little bit like like trying to explain something in theory that a lot of people don't often know how to start doing or sit down and take the time to start looking at themselves or even know where to start or you know a lot of us haven't been like trained in these things and I pull a lot from um a lot of like religious backgrounds not just my own but just general like religious and traditional um even like indigenous background um kind of practices as well as from you know modern medicine a little bit and holistic medicine a little bit and then psychology is kind of more where I'm based as far as like 
where I spend most of my time and energy and and learning is usually in the psychology realm of things. Um, But there is this constant kind of battle and dilemma um, that a lot of people have. A lot of people, this is how life is for a lot of us. And I always say, myself included, a lot of these things that I record, it's myself included. Um, A lot of times I'm giving like tips or kind of insights into things I've kind of figured out. Does it make sense to people? I don't really know because it's hard for me to tell if I'm kind of making a lot of clear sense with what I'm saying. Um, That's why I try to give examples, but I feel like sometimes the examples maybe aren't too on point as well so um I'm trying but I mean I think I hope that they're long enough and helpful enough that there's something in there that even if you can bring out like a little tidbit of something helpful for yourself just from listening to it um and then maybe like re-listening to it like at a different time but um, just trying to see what you can find within the different categories of the things that I talk about. Try and look those up for yourself and see what you can find and what you can apply. Um, even if it's not the methods I talk about, I think a lot of times the overall experience, we all kind of have the same overall experience. Just, you know, if I have tips that I put in, a lot of times those tips might not be someone else's preference to like apply that to their life in that way which is fine you know um but I'm still just putting it out there because it's just kind of the way that I do things um or the way that I notice a lot of people do things um so yeah with that so what we're gonna talk about here is um with the topic of um discomfort so what I mean in general when I say that is you know a lot of times you know think about the process that a lot of us have you see this a lot during like the new year right people setting goals and making resolutions and being like I really want to do this thing I really want to see movement in my life in these areas um and usually the reason why they want that is for themselves and then that would help them usually be better in other areas of their life as well like usually there's a thought process of this will improve me this will improve my own self and this you know when I find that improvement in my own life it'll kind of trickle down or expand into other areas of my life too. So a lot of times people have very similar types of goals. There aren't that many people that I've ever heard of or seen that make goals that aren't for something more positive or more healthy or more fulfilling or more um, valuable um like improvements in their lives i've never really seen people say like oh i want to get addicted to something so i can understand the struggle of like overcoming addiction to meth or like 
whatever. Like, I've never seen people try to, like, make goals towards, like, damaging themselves. Um, I mean, I'm not counting, like, you know, if you're working out or lifting or rock climbing or doing something that's going to maybe tear muscles or, you know, like the breakdown that leads to the building process. Um, I'm talking about just full-on unhealthy, just habits and practices like most people look towards what they think would be best for them and I'm not just talking about like those kind of goals like oh I want to go to the gym every day or which is great I'm not saying that's not a good goal but you know it can be physical health goals spiritual goals um just kind of getting your life in order kind of goals um but there's the reason why a lot of times it's hard to um, get past a certain state is because of the discomfort. So it's a very um, subtle, it's very subtle, um, like the difference between doing something and not doing something. Um, so the energy that's attached to that discomfort that uncomfortable energy um that is something that can be managed and it's not the easiest thing to manage but it's possible and i'll talk more about that but um yeah so if you notice that you have examples in your life of things that you're trying to do trying to improve trying to get better at, trying to be consistent with, um, trying to get any kind of motivation to even do. There's going to be this disconnect between what you know you should do for yourself, right? Like we all know from a young age what we should be eating, what healthy, balanced eating looks like. For the most part, a lot of us learn about food groups and exercise and, you know, cardio and different sorts of stuff. That somewhere along the lines, a lot of the times our lifestyle takes over and a lot of those things get pushed to the side. And when it gets pushed to the side for long enough, it's hard to get back into it for one. When it gets pushed to the side for long enough, um, it's easy to see things kind of deteriorating in our lives. And then trying to get the energy and motivation and momentum back to not only uh, because now the baseline isn't in the same place you're not working from okay I'm every time I work out I'm seeing improvement like for example I can I can say when I was younger when I would exercise it was like you know kind of those exercises that you see like you know, do seven minute abs in like a week or whatever. Like I was at a point of fitness when I was younger where those kind of exercise worked because it was like I was already fit. I was already in shape. I was playing sports all the time. I was active all the time. You know, I mostly I didn't really have money to go out buying all kinds of stuff and junk food. So I mostly ate food that was home cooked from like our home garden grown vegetables and like Eh, decently balanced food groups and stuff like it wasn't like super super healthy but it was healthy enough in 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 um conjunction with my 
exercising and stuff um, as part of like what I just did for fun. Um, I was really involved in church and spiritual things and music and like everything was like fairly balanced. But I still noticed even when I look back, I'm like, I still noticed there were areas where I struggled. Sleep was always a struggle. But because I had such a um, kind of not really militant, but um, I was kind of part of a traditional lifestyle where it was like that would override any kind of way that I would feel or any energy that I had just the momentum in the household to just wake up on time early in the morning cook breakfast like our family had like breakfast breakfast together like we'd have like scrambled eggs maybe sausages cereal tea toast like almost every day we'd have like full-on breakfast when when we actually would eat together and this would be early in the morning somebody would be responsible to wake up to cook it for that week or whatever and we did that for a while um and then um we also you know um studied really hard in school and were active in school and um, had activities after school and social stuff with our friends and then Friday night you know the whole Sabbath and Vespers and church on Saturdays and sports on Sundays like everything was so regimented there wasn't a lot of time to like even though I noticed where I was kind of struggling and not having an easy time in certain stuff things eventually kind of just fell into place just because I was so consistent I hardly took like, I hardly remember taking any days off school. Um, I hardly remember missing church, like, hardly ever. You know, I hardly remember, like, not playing sports, like, skipping days or, and stuff like that. And my whole family was pretty involved in, like, everything all the time. So um, we kind of were very consistent with things for, like, years, probably up until about my first year of college or so. And so if you think about a lifestyle where it was just like forced balance even though like maybe emotionally I was having struggles and maybe like there was a lot of stuff that was happening that wasn't getting dealt with on that end but you know my physical health was fine my fitness was fine like as far as like what I ate it was relatively all right um just the psychological wasn't quite on point honestly like and I notice it now and I know I do come from a generation where you know like now mental health is a lot more um of something that people speak about but i think um all of us elder millennials you know we kind of have that kind of like half of our lives we spent kind of in the dark ages of like where people weren't really having those conversations yet a lot of us born in the 80s or whatever grew up in the 90s when the internet was kind of coming into you know homes and everything cell phones were kind of getting into the pockets of you know people when I was like in high school like I was one of the only people I knew with like a cell phone in like my junior year of high school but by college most people had flip phones and stuff like that and you know once the iPhone came out just it just there was this huge boom but we kind of come from a, a time before all that too where it's like um kind of like the status quo is more like it was different you know you didn't see a lot of people with like talking about balanced living and like all the aspects that need to be considered and I feel like our, our folks did the best with what they had but it's like they came from a time even before that so it's like 
you know, I was kind of lucky to be a part of a religion that promoted health, healthy lifestyle. I kind of knew what it looked like, even when I wasn't fully doing it. I kind of knew what it looked like. But the part I didn't really know was the psychological part. Um, I didn't know what that looked like as far as like what psychological health looked like. But when I look back, I'm like, oh, like, wow. Like, like, I remember like my, I think it was like my junior year of high school. I would just come home and like sleep every day after class, like until maybe like dinner or so. And like, I didn't identify that as anything. I was just like, oh, like, I'm just really tired after school every day um, and do nothing. And I just come home and sleep. And that was like fine for me. And I did that for like a school year. Um, Nobody really said anything to me about it until I remember my senior year. I wrote a paper where it was like for my English class and the English teacher was trying to get to know us. I remember writing this paper like, okay, this year is my last year of school in high school. I'm going to do different. And, you know, this is my routine versus, you know, when I kind of realized I didn't really like that routine. It wasn't fulfilling for me. I kind of knew maybe something was up, but I didn't really know what what it was, you know, Um, or anything. So I didn't really know like what was going on. Um, But I do remember... um, that it like it wasn't like easy but also because I had enough structure in my life otherwise it was like I still had to wake up and go to classes you know I still had to wake up every day early and do what I needed to do and there wasn't really like oh I'm gonna get in trouble or like any consequences it was just like I just it's just what I did regardless of how I felt it's just what I did and I do remember there were days where, like, I was pretty, like, almost late for class or a couple minutes late quite consistently. I mean, that's something that comes up, too, where it's like when I notice that with work, when I'm, like, barely making it in at the buzzer, you know, it's like um, maybe it's time to take a break, you know. But I didn't really know what it looked like to be overwhelmed or needing breaks or um, needing to take, like, periods of time off it was and we weren't um being like ridden too hard about stuff but it was pretty like okay the expectations are you get good grades you get your work done you turn your stuff in uh you study you know you don't prioritize parties and all this stuff like you prioritize your career and studying and in our household like you know that was normal and I remember like having friends like I remember once like one of my friends like I think their apartment building or complex or whatever was like doing some maintenance on like their shower for like the weekend or something so one of my family friends um her mom was gonna go stay with one of her friends and so she arranged with my mom for my friend to kind of stay at our place and I remember this was like a Saturday night and the mom comes in our house is dead quiet my brother sitting in the living room, well, in the kitchen with the whole table with his papers spread out all over the place studying. I'm in my bedroom just studying quietly with my door kind of cracked open because I knew my friend was coming. And we kind of gave her the living room to have her space. And we were just like, just bring your books, bring your study materials. Like, this is Saturday night. We study, you know, <laughs> this is what we do in our house. And we were very self-motivated too, like... My parents really pushed education and pushed learning and just, 
you know, they, they purchased books for us and made sure we had transportation and made sure we, you know, got our classes paid for on time and stuff. And like, um, you know, they, they promoted an atmosphere where this is what we do. And we kind of fell in line with it because our goals were kind of on the same, you know, value scale of like, you know, we really do want to do this. Um, we do want to care about, you know, academics and learning and we all valued it more than like being like entertained and partying. Like I got way more out of learning stuff and like fulfilling like academic goals um, more so than, you know, going to like a friend's party or whatever. Like that wasn't really too appealing for me at that time. Um and things were very attainable then too. Like I, I was able to kind of just go through community college, get into a UC. Like, um, I don't think I had any like, like I wasn't like getting straight A's or anything, but I just kind of did the did the work for like consistently every day almost for years, um, and that paid off. But did I always feel like it? No. But I was so good at being consistent that it actually helped. So that's a long story. But the reason why I mention all that is because um, I noticed that I didn't really have the like emotional motivation always there. But I was able to do something action-wise like that just got me to just start doing it, even if I didn't feel like it. And just keeping up that momentum for, like, years actually paid off. Now, did I end up where I thought I would in the way that I thought I would? No. I'm, like, swimming around over here just like, what is going on? But um, I'm still in a better off place than I would have been if I would have just been not so focused. Like, at least I have, like, the background to fall back on or you know, a lot of work experience and lab experience and experience in a lot of different um, aspects of the field that if I wanted to or need to or, or had, it to, had to go back and just switch and be like, okay, I have to go from clinical back into research now. I could do that. Um, you know, I'd have to brush up for sure and like study more and stuff. But I mean, um, a lot of it is self-motivation, being self-driven, but also the accountability because I notice for, at least for myself, I notice um, the more isolated I am in, in a goal or the more isolated I am in like a project, um, it's really hard for me to care to do it because I'm like, okay, I'm just doing this. And if, you know, if, if it's just for myself um, and I feel like no one else is benefiting from this but myself, it's really kind of hard for me to kind of do things uh consistently so things like oh go run at the beach like i have a good friend who runs at the beach every sunday morning um and post it online he posts it with a i've talked about this before he posts it with a with the music uh like with a song that usually has a sample from someone else and it's kind of like a little uh project and like a continuing kind of interaction with his friends and followers on on instagram of like you know, people know, oh, Sunday morning I wake up, I'm going to see that this guy posted, I'm going to try to guess the, the sample or whatever, like the original uh, track that this came from or what was being sampled or who was the original artist or whatever the, you know, little trivia is for that song for that he posts on his run photo or little run video. 
clip um and people look forward to it and that kind of helps him stay motivated um and that's kind of kind of I'm kind of the same along those lines with like podcasts and stuff it's like I get more motivated by like okay like if people like this topic or like that topic or find it useful I'm way more interested in like learning more about it and like helping people to kind of improve their own experiences with it and like explaining it and making little like I kind of consider these to be like almost um like impromptu kind of casual tutorials almost but it's kind of a lot of like food for thought right um I ramble a lot I go off topic a lot I tell a lot of stories that sometimes it seems like it's related and then I'm like wait where was I going with this um but I'm doing this on the fly too but um yeah like when it comes to our general topic here of like the discomfort um you could probably even see that like when I talk about how I was kind of like growing up up until my first year of college um you know it didn't there may have been discomfort there but there was a way to kind of override it to still do what I needed to do and that kept things on track now was it helpful that I wasn't able to tune into what was actually going on for me until I was older no that wasn't helpful um was it I mean I didn't even have like knowledge or access to learning about really what it looks like when I'm not doing well like or when I'm not you know performing optimally or when I'm not feeling good like I recognized it but I didn't really know what to do with it like when I was slowing down mentally and everything kind of took so long um, uh, to kind of like study and I'd just be like sitting and staring and like daydreaming and spacing out and like even in my really younger years in class I would just space out in class and not really turn stuff in until I got a whole backlist due of like what was due and then I'd have to sit for like a couple nights and basically just work at home and do everything like a lot of a lot of my elementary school days I was basically self-taught because I wasn't really paying attention in class and I basically waited till I got the list of basically everything due from like maybe like a four or five week period of time or six weeks or however long it was of all the stuff I hadn't turned in and anything I had to redo because it had a low score and that's how I passed all the way up to like seventh grade pretty much was just redoing things and working on my own pace at my own time now I didn't have a lot of free time because of because <laughs> like every few weeks I was like now I got to spend like three or four days like just doing nothing but catching up on all this work but I learned how to learn in my own style I just never really easily learned how to learn in like a classroom setting until probably seventh or eighth grade um I kind of started realizing what other kids were doing. Um, but I feel like I was pretty oblivious as a as a kid. Like, I just kind of lived life and did my own thing. And, like, I was pretty oblivious to, like, how to do things. Um, but... So 
So let's take, for example, one of the, um, one of the, aspects of uh this discomfort where it comes from what it looks like um let's kind of delve into that I'm actually gonna take a break and actually eat dinner because <laughs> it's like 6 12 p.m um and I want this to be a longer recording so I'm actually gonna stop now eat dinner and then keep recording because <laughs> uh, feel like I'll think better that way all right so my break is over from stuffing my face um I had half of a veggie sandwich and half of a smoothie and a couple of the pieces of the fruit cup the pineapple and watermelon um so I'm like okay that's enough (laughs) and save the other half of the smoothie and sandwich for tomorrow probably for my lunch um yeah, so that's a good time. But yeah, so talking about how discomfort, how our relationship with discomfort kind of um predicts what it is that we do as far as you know, our plans and kind of what we are trying to improve for ourselves. Um again, like this is a totally subtle type of situation that a lot of us face um so when i say discomfort that mostly refers to discomfort on two different ends so there's the discomfort of knowing that you want to do something and it's difficult for you to do it to do what you need to do to make the changes if you're not seeing your um you know, your motivation improving or increasing, if you're not seeing the actions um, being played out um, in real life, if you're, you know, or maybe you're putting more energy into the thinking and the planning, but you're not actually executing any of it. There's a discomfort in all of that. And then there can be the discomfort in the actual implementation of whatever it is that you are actually doing, such as, you know, um, any kind of new routine is going to be somewhat stressful even if you really like it there's still the having to think and plan and um you know get to the new site where you need to do it or know the directions or know you know what to do and that's slightly stressful um anxiety provoking anything that goes outside of our routine of kind of automatically knowing what to do where to go where to park how to get there how long it's going to take like once we get into that phase usually it's easier so um even doing when you're in the initial stages of like doing what you need to do um as well as the stages of um you know any kind of discomfort that you experience while you're actually incorporating um, all that you're doing, there can be a discomfort there too. Because if it's new, you know, if you're learning new skills, like such as a sport, martial arts, I don't know, rock climbing, going to the gym, learning about lifting weights, 
yoga poses, stuff like that. You're learning terminology, you're learning like this body-mind connection and muscle memory and stuff that you maybe have to kind of practice routinely so that your body and mind kind of automatically start doing it, right? And especially if you weren't raised athletic and you have athletic goals, or especially if you weren't raised like um, to do academic things and you have like these intellectual type of goals, um, whatever type of goals it is that you have that you're working on, if you don't have any background in it, just the process of learning and implementing new things is going to be a discomfort in itself. So we're constantly forced to kind of um, have to keep our mind very intentionally focused and positive to be able to get off the couch, get out of bed, you know, get going, get moving, um, or open that computer and start typing or turn on that mic and start recording or, you know, get your running shoes on and start stretching and put your clothes on and go do what what you got to do. Um, just the process of, you know, going from laying around, lounging around, thinking about, I should do it. I need to do this. This is what I want to do versus actually performing it and doing it and starting to do it and doing it the right way um that's going to be hard right and a lot of people who have emotional goals what this looks like is you know that discomfort between I don't really like the patterns I'm seeing when I'm not changing things that I want to do but then there's kind of that fear of what if I try to do this and it doesn't work out? Or what if I try to do this and it creates more of a problem? Um, like examples kind of from more like emotional based um, self-improvement kind of topics would be like maybe like something simple. Like if you're trying to practice being assertive in your work environment or school environment and, you know, Maybe you're not a boss or a director or in management at all, but maybe you have uh, people that you're trying to um, interact with that you notice um, you need to kind of set boundaries with or something along those lines. Or maybe you're trying to like be open emotionally and talk to them, but you find it hard. Like usually where that comes from is, you know, when you're sitting around thinking about it, we always think about like the worst case scenario of what can possibly happen. So the discomfort of not doing it and having certain situations at work or school or whatever environment, you know, if those patterns keep continuing, it's not going to be comfortable, right? There's a discomfort in that going on and on and on and on and being like, oh my gosh, I wish it would stop. But then when we do have some form of power or control to be able to do something about it a lot of times we don't know like is it going to be worth the effort to put in to do it and then potentially see a result you might see no result and that'll leave you where you are already you might see a worse result and that will leave you probably regretting that you did anything 
and ideally you'd want to see an improvement um, from your efforts, right? Um, people have this same problem when they have like a crush on somebody. A lot of times people are like, I don't want to tell them because you know, like how they might react. They might hurt my feelings. They might laugh at me. They might think I'm like some weird, some weird person and they might not reciprocate or might go spread rumors and all this stuff. Um, so people can get kind of like, okay, I want to tell this person how I feel about them or I want to like involve them more in my life in these certain ways but then also like when they're not doing it they're like disappointed that you know the other person doesn't seem to really know how they feel and they're kind of friend zone them and like they're like I'm not really getting what I want out of this relationship because I want something more than just being buddies um so it's kind of like a whole damned if I do damned if I don't I think in all those types of scenarios it's always that way it's like we always notice there's a damned if I do, damned if I don't. So, um, this might not sound very, like a very intelligent way of thinking, but, um, the way that you, one way, there's multiple ways, but one way you can kind of train your mind is to really look at, okay, what you see as the damned if I do, uh, sorry, damned if I don't, which is the, this is me not doing any action, I know what I need to do, I know what it looks like, I know what I want to see change, but I'm doing nothing about it, so that's like damned if I don't, I haven't done anything, so I'm gonna be screwed by not doing anything, because I'm still not doing anything, so by not doing anything, I'm not seeing any results, and that gets frustrating, right? So you want to kind of see why it is that you don't want to put in the effort. Like, what is it that you are predicting is going to go wrong? What is it that you are predicting is negative? What are you predicting you're losing or not benefiting from by putting in the action, by putting in the work, by putting in the effort? What do you feel like is kind of taking away from you to actually start working on this stuff right and there can be a lot there there's usually I mean I can't even go through the whole list of things that people could possibly think but it can be a uh, negative self-esteem you know I don't think I can really do it or kind of like trauma based from mild to like severe trauma along the lines of I tried it, I fucked up, I screwed up, I I messed up and failed already, so why do it again? There was pain involved in that, or, you know, some circumstance happened that just ruined all the efforts that I had put in, like maybe you're playing a sport, for example, and you get a severe injury, and now you can never play that sport again the way that you wanted to, Um, or maybe you get in a car accident or some kind of other type of accident that makes it so that all the efforts you put in to what you were doing you can no longer do that at all or in the same way that you wanted to or in a way that's easy now you have this other barrier to have to work past just to get to do what you were already working on for so so long um and there can also be the um challenge of um kind of like not 
not being able to even sit with kind of what you think or feel about yourself or about your abilities, talking yourself out of it. Um, But I would usually encourage people to, you know, if you're not going to work on it and go work on the thing that you're trying to work on, then just sit and work with the stuff that you're not able to get past because at least you're working on that part um you know with the potential that it'll eventually become easier for you to actually work on the other stuff and actually start putting some things into action it might take a while but the thing is if 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 people don't work on that um initial process of kind of the damned if i don't you know if, if we don't work on that it comes up in other areas, you know, it comes up in work, it comes up in school, it comes up in relationships, it comes up in a lot of things that, you know, a lot of the things we might think about ourselves or tell ourselves negatively about our own abilities and strengths and ability to handle stuff. Um, it's just us telling ourselves that it's not really based in any actual um, facts or proof or truth we just think that way because that's like we rely so heavily on our emotions and our thoughts as if it were 100% the truth and the thing is they're not always true um for example um you might be tired in the morning you know cuz you might not have slept good you might start your monday and feel pretty sluggish and fatigued because Sunday night you didn't sleep too good. That's a real thing. Or you might wake up and start telling yourself, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to do anything um, because I'm tired. But you might not be actually tired as far as like you didn't sleep enough. It might be something else. You know, you might be depressed. You might be anxious. You might just really need a break. Um, but you know even the way that we tell ourselves i'm tired it's like we're not always tired like we're not always tired um i was kind of able to prove this to myself by using a like a like a smartwatch and it has like this sleep tracking ability and i noticed there were days when you know it wasn't common but there were days when i actually slept really well and i would kind of wake up and I'd be like before I even check the app I'd be like okay like work on my breathing a bit and kind of see like where kind of gauge where I'm at this is like 5 30 a.m I don't work till 8 I'm like laying in bed still just like cam okay, up there's so much I can do before eight o'clock in the morning so much um a lot of the goals that I have are like intellectual things that I could literally just sit in my bed and do you know like way back when I used to do drop shipping and be very involved with like the stock market and things like that I would literally do this kind of stuff 5:30 in the morning my time I'd start and do it before I had to start getting ready to go to work and I would do this consistently for like a few years I reached most of my goals um in learning like extra stuff outside of work or even exercising and things like that a little bit doing yoga and things I would do this before I even started work because I'm like well I'm up and I was able to just do it and um 
you know, I don't I don't do it anymore. But I mean, I noticed there was that difference between feeling like I'm tired, telling myself that I'm tired, giving into that kind of I'd rather just lay here and close my eyes and force myself to rest again. Um feeling like I'm getting more, you know, oftentimes we feel like we get more out of that process of not doing it. There's something that we're getting out of not doing it. There's something I'm getting out of sleeping in from 5.30 a.m. to 7.55 a.m. Even if I slept perfectly fine the night before. That rest and checking out mentally and not having to like think or do anything or be productive feels a lot more valuable than working on the other stuff that I really do want to work on or that I want to see the changes in, but I don't feel like the payoff is worth it. I don't feel like not getting extra rest is a good exchange for putting in like seeing some momentum and change in my other goal right i'm prioritizing this rest because it seems more valuable but what happens is that rest becomes the barrier to you know doing things it becomes it can become more and more of a problem depending what i'm doing during that resting period so if i'm not using that resting period in the morning 5:30 a.m. to 7:55 a.m. to kind of think about okay, what is it that I feel like I'm lacking that's that I need to kind of strengthen that I can do and lay here and still strengthen that while I'm, you know, um, in the process of eventually going to be able to put in some action to see the results I want. Um, if I'm just going to, you know, lay there and fall back to sleep, I'm never going to see any progress, Right. But I could see some other kind of progress if I start working on, you know, mentally what's going on. Um, You know, sometimes it helps to have writing prompts. Um, I've made my own writing prompts before, which can still be surprising. Like, um, because sometimes I don't really know what it is that's happening. Like... You can always take the who, what, where, why, when type of stuff, or you can always do the peeling the onion type of stuff where you're just kind of like asking yourself, what does that mean? You know, like, like, I don't, I don't want to do this because I'm tired. You know, what does that mean? What, what does it mean for me if I'm tired, you know, and don't want to do this? Like, what does that say about myself? You know, and then I answer that question. And then when I have that answer, what does that say about myself? You know, trying to get to the core of what it is that we think about ourselves. Um, Because usually there's some deep-rooted thing that we think about ourselves that is, like, leading us to not do anything. Because if we believed 110% that we could do whatever it was that we put our minds to, then we would not really have any type of thing slowing us down unless we were really tired or hungry or, like, you know, you need the money and you're like stressed about that or like there's something else coming up that's really actually getting in the way a lot of times we are the ones getting in our own way and you know 
prioritizing the relaxation. Um, so we consider it relaxing. We're trying to get what we want immediately now. It's kind of like instead of delaying the gratification, delaying the reward until, you know, we've put in enough effort to be able to see the results. A lot of us humans are not good at that. That's a struggle. It's a struggle to not be able to get what I want this moment, right? So a lot of times what that looks like is taking a nap, sleeping in, that is going to be immediately more gratifying and rewarding than putting in some effort that's going to have an invisible result for now. And if I do the effort and put in the effort and still don't see a result in one week, that's a challenge. If I still don't see the results in two weeks, that's a challenge. Sometimes, a lot of times, we have to see it in you know in our um efforts we have to see you know when i did all those curls and push-ups and those workouts i want to see my muscles popping the next day i don't want to wait like a month you know to see the definition i want to see it right away right um if i don't see it i'm gonna lose motivation um so one kind of way around that is when you start to actually do things like once you've passed the phase of kind of delving into why it is that we're prioritizing the avoidance whatever that avoidance looks like if it's sleeping in if it's playing video games if it's doing just something else that's not actually actively working on the thing and we're just kind of thinking about oh that would be nice if i had this result but it would be nice to also implement this into my routine and put in the effort. It would be nice, but I'm still in the damned if I don't state. Like, I notice I'm damned if I don't. I notice if I don't do it, I'm not going to feel better. I'm not putting in the effort. I'm not going to see the results. I notice that doing nothing isn't helping, but then I still have the desire on the other end where it's like, I want it. Um... But a lot of times we have to kind of mentally see it. Even if you don't see it in person, you have to be able to mentally see it. Um, You have to be able to visualize. You have to get good at the process of visualization of, you know, kind of like it's kind of like a daydream, imaginative state you know um i think a lot of people remember back to when you had like imaginary friends or like some imaginary world where you could play with like toys and dolls and all kinds of stuff and like it didn't matter you knew it wasn't real but you were still having fun in the moment and you were pretty motivated to do it because it was fun right and this is very similar you can it sounds stupid but you can literally kind of get into this daydream or um almost like a a playful kind of like imagine what it would be like kind of state of mind where you're just sitting there with 
every time after you work out for example and just being like yeah like what I'm feeling in my arms right now what I'm feeling in my legs right now is that process of the development of these muscles that I want to actually visibly see um and I know it's going to come within the certain amount of time length but it's going to be further out than I want but being able to kind of visualize it um helps kind of like almost like it helps when you're a kid you get entertained by kind of like visualizing and like pretending um because you know it's not real like what you're visualizing at that moment isn't necessarily real at that second but it's real enough to the mind that it kind of motivates you more than not doing that um because it does stay with part of your memory what you're kind of imagining you'll look like what you're imagining you're going to feel like what you're imagining that relationship is going to kind of become uh and again like it is part of your imagination part of your just thinking and predicting but it's a different style of predicting it's not like a predicting um the it's not like the damned if i do type of predicting like oh if i do this it's not going to be worth it in the end or i'm just going to relapse or fall back into bad habits even if i do work out and get really fit i'm still gonna you know eventually go through a period where i stop doing it and then i'm gonna gain weight and then it's gonna be harder to get that momentum again the next time around um i mean if you're already like talking yourself out of it before you even start that's a whole different thing than you know visualizing how it actually is going to be looking as like your life changing um kind of actions um and i'd probably say the last way is just realizing the power of your mind i mean Something that I've mentioned to people that I kind of, that I think a lot of people might um, relate to if you go to the gym. Um, I find the gym to be a very motivating place just because you see other people working out. I don't know them, but like, whatever, who cares? At least it's like a community of people who kind of are in the same space for the same reasons. You know, de-stressing, unwinding, working on your health. Um, We're all here for like a positive kind of reason. Some people are probably in there to do a little bit of damage to themselves. It might be like a self-harm kind of thing, but I would say the majority of the people are there um, for healthy, positive reasons, right? But something I notice, even at the gym, is how, um, like, I kind of came across this realization of how... your mental energy how your um the process of how you think and how you feel is kind of gonna impact what you do very subtly um i noticed this in a real way when i was at the gym i would watch you know i would stand you know i'd be like on the elliptical and then there's always tvs like on the wall 
the way they, this place was. It's like there were TVs on the wall. And I remember having to actively avoid the ones that had news on there. Um, because I noticed I would work out and it would just be like, I'd look at the screen and it would be like, this person got murdered and this negative thing. And there'd be all these like headlines at the bottom, just like reading off like about wars and terror and tragedy all over the world, fires and floods and like earthquakes and like all this kind of negative stuff. And I'm over here trying to like keep myself mentally like prepared and mentally just like determined and that would really demotivate me I'd be like damn like here I am just trying to like work on this little workout this seems like nothing major and the world's falling apart around me you know and it got my head into this other negative space so a lot of times it helps to really keep your head in a positive space without kind of slipping in to those terrible habits that we have of like just talking down at ourselves about stuff that we know we need to do um easier said than done but just paying attention to how much negative um you might notice is happening um How much um, how much negativity is realistic? How much is very accurate? How much is uh, likely? versus unlikely I mean we somehow with certain topics are able to tell ourselves that we're so bad or so you know gonna regret putting in the energy on this putting in the effort on that not gonna be able to do that or this That's kind of how we would. Jeez, got distracted by somebody knocking on my door about somebody's Uber Eats delivery coming. Um, and it's not mine, but anyways. So yeah, we're able to kind of tell ourselves and talk ourselves out of doing things that we feel like we are struggling to kind of do that we don't see as easy that we don't um have a uh really positive view on ourselves of being able to do but when we look at the rest of our lives and the rest of our days it's like some stuff just kind of comes naturally right like maybe not even like we're naturally good at it but some stuff we just do we wake up we might make breakfast coffee whatever food eat uh we might get out of the house on time every day or just about we might get where we need to every time 
on time every day or just about um we might be successful in reaching other goals every day doing what we need to do all the time on a daily basis on a regular basis uh, for our health for entertainment hanging out with friends for leisure relaxation but then when it comes to this one thing that we're trying to do for some reason we tell ourselves we're not equipped or good enough or strong enough or good enough to like do it and it's like does that really make sense when you think of it it's like i can get through this whole day i've gotten this far in my education or career or life or with other goals but then for some reason i just can't do this one thing this is one thing that i just really will never be able to do i mean that doesn't add up right it's like it doesn't make any sense it really doesn't it's like we just tell ourselves that it's something we tell ourselves um, because maybe we don't really have extra energy to put into something that's a maybe. We might not see what we want, but if we don't do anything, we're not going to see it either. So the gamble is hard. You know, it feels like it's a gamble. So one way to avoid the gamble is to know what you're doing and make the most of all the time you spend doing it and all the effort and energy you put in to maximize getting the best results possible like with working out you really have to focus on all the aspects the form everything right if it's not working out if or exercising if it's something else you have to focus on all the aspects not just okay i put in the time just like i was talking about at the beginning it's not so much about putting in the time a little bit just to mark it off the day's calendar of of your to-do list of like oh i did it today i did it today i did it tomorrow i did it every day for like a week um it's the attention to detail that's gonna get you the results that you want um that's gonna maximize the effort that you're trying to put in um that's gonna make sure that you know when the time is right for for you to see any kind of result or improvement or movement you're gonna start seeing it as soon as possible versus that part being delayed because if you're not doing it right you're not gonna see it as soon or as strongly when it does kind of start revealing itself when the efforts do start paying off it's not going to be as prominent um so those are things to kind of keep in mind um but i really would focus uh strongly on kind of that last piece like why do we think that we can't do certain things when we've done so many other things um you know that's kind of just this weird way of thinking of like that all of us do but we always save it for something a lot of times that is going to take longer than just doing it one day 
right? Um, That's why some of us don't clean often. It's like, if I know I'm just going to mess the place up again and have to deal with that, it's going to be a lot more challenging than just straight up. Um, Just doing it or just, you know, cleaning once and maintaining, you know, a tidy environment. If I know I'm going to have to deal with this problem, but the reason why things become messy and get unmanageable or out of hand is because of another underlying issue. So it really helps to kind of know kind of what's underlying the hesitation. Um, And it can be so many things, but once you kind of figure out what is underlying that, if it's a low self-esteem thing, if it's a trauma-based thing, kind of avoidance because of that, if it's really just you don't have the skills and you need to kind of like beef up your education um, about what it is that you're trying to actually do, if you just, you need some accountability, you know, something to keep you motivated, like with either posting it online or having an accountability friend, someone you can trust with whatever it is that you're doing, like with some things, you know, you don't really probably trust every single person you know, it might be a more personal goal that you have that you're not trying to like post on the internet but um yeah a lot of times we don't look at this stuff we just start um we just you know realize it's hard and because it's hard we're like well sucks it sucks that it's hard i wish it wasn't Um, I don't really know why it's hard. I'm not even going to go there. We usually kind of don't even notice why something's difficult other than the surface of, uh, I just don't feel like doing it even though I want to see this result. I mean, if you really want to see a result, there's a reason why you don't feel like doing it, right? Because with a lot of things, we want to see results and we don't avoid those. You know, sometimes I'm like... It's 1.30 p.m. I want to see the result of me not being hungry anymore. You know, I want to feel like I ate a meal and be full. So I go get food and I fix the problem, right? I'm not going to sit on that for so long and say, I'm tired. It doesn't matter if I'm tired. I'm going to get food. Uh, You know, I'm too lazy to kind of like even microwave something. It doesn't matter. Eventually... The, you know, I'm going to override that laziness system because I'm hungry enough, you know. I want to eat. I want to be full. I want to not feel hungry. You know, the discomfort of not fulfilling, you know, or not performing the duties I need to do to reach that result, you know. <clears throat> it's not worth maintaining that. To feel hungry all day, you know, and all night just just because of laziness, you know, it's like... I'm going to eventually resolve that, right? Um, Same thing goes for um, pretty much anything, but we really do see this um, not just with, you know, the actions and trying to do certain things, um... You know, we don't have a good, um, 
what is it called? A good memory, a good, um, accurate recollection of how we're doing things, what we're doing, what's working out, what goes well, what we're skilled at. For some reason, we kind of just tell ourselves, I'm not skilled at this. This is hard for me. I'd rather do that instead, even though I want to see this other result over there. Um... And then for other things, it's not even an issue. Like eating lunch might never be an issue for you. Um, Taking out the trash might never be an issue for you. Um, Certain things that are issues for other people might never be an issue for you. So just kind of noticing kind of what it is. um, Like we do have a lot more control and strength over being able to reach goals, do what we want to do, see the results we want to see. It's just our minds are tricky and it's good to kind of notice what it is that's happening mentally um i can't stress that enough it's so important to find out what it is that's happening for you um mentally so that you can work with it and work on it and see the results that you want to want to see um, but it's, it's definitely possible, like a lot of stuff I mentioned, like eating lunch, taking out the trash, that stuff is short term, but for some people it's not, you know, for some people, um, that can be a much bigger deal than, than it is for our own self. So... Um, just trying to put things into perspective and keep on reminding ourselves that, you know, a lot of this stuff is in our head. A lot of it isn't accurate, truthful. Um, it's just how we protect ourselves. It's like protective. Like, so I talked before about like ego, super ego. I bring those up a lot because I did study kind of like ISTDP where they talk a lot about, uh, John Friedrichson talks a lot about, um, the super ego telling us like, like un- unwelcomely inviting itself to tell us negative things about ourselves. And then the ego participating in these defenses, right? I mean, that's kind of exactly what happens. We have the superego that's telling us, ah, the effort's not going to pay off. You're going to regret that you put in any effort instead of sleeping in all morning, you know, until you actually needed to do something. Even though you're not tired, it doesn't matter. You're going to put in the effort. You're going to feel worse because it's not going to be too likely to work out or you're not going to see the results you want. Or even once you start seeing them, you're going to fall back or backslide or relapse and you're going to be having a worse time getting over that disappointment in yourself as well as working on trying to rebuild yourself again from scratch and feeling like crap about it um feeling like oh i screwed up and not being able to get over that screw up i mean this is literally how our minds talk to us it's just like Literally, it can be like, I'm just trying to walk around the block a couple times. And all that, you know, the superego's got all that just pushing it into the mind. 
And then the ego's defense is, well, I'm going to defend myself by avoiding. I'm not going to work even on, you know, addressing the superego's negative messages. I'm not even going to work on it. I'm not even going to touch it. It's painful to touch that stuff. It's painful to work on that. And I'm going to also avoid what I need to do um, as far as putting in the efforts. So I'm not going to walk. I'm not going to walk around the block a couple times. I'm going to sit and I'm going to do nothing as a defense. But usually that nothing is going to be something that's more relaxing and pleasant in the moment. I'm going to do something to get pleasure and, you know, pleasure now, you know. I need that pleasure now, right? Um, I need the rest. I need to sleep in now. I need to eat junk food now instead of do my healthy activities, instead of, you know, do this emotional processing exercise, instead of do a journaling, instead of doing yoga, instead of doing this other thing that I'm really trying to implement into my life, instead of doing this introspective task, instead of doing this relationship building kind of task with my partner, I'm just not going to do it. Instead of working on my finances, you know, um, I'm going to play video games. You know, it's like, and then the easier we, the more we do that, the easier it becomes to keep doing that. So, um, and then that becomes a problem in itself. That we feel like, okay, this pattern of not getting the result that I was looking for, um, this pattern is now hard to break because I'm so used to this pattern and it becomes so ingrained and so automatic that it's hard to even deeply think into it. It's almost like it, it's, it's kind of like, you know how when you get a tattoo, it's like there's a certain point where there's like superficial, you know, kind of like if you just put your fingernail across your skin or if you barely broke the skin, it's kind of superficial versus, like, a tattoo that's, like, deeply in your skin. Um, and tattoos fade, but say if you kept getting that tattoo retouched and retouched and retouched, eventually, you know, it's going to be so deeply rooted into your skin that mark is going to be there, right? So it's almost the same. It's like we keep the same patterns going till it's, like, tattooed into our kind of like system and so we have to kind of reverse that and the reversal process can be pretty challenging because we get so used to thinking so negatively um and we don't even catch it we don't even catch these things like we wake up and literally are like i hate work i hate school it's like do you like really why like if you hate it why do you go every day why do you do it you know you must not really hate it. It just must be hard to wake up. Why is it hard to wake up? Because work in school can be hard. And it's easier to sleep. And I didn't get enough rest. Um, so that that might be the basic reality of it. Is that, you know, it's a little bit challenging to kind of like use your brain and think and get dressed and be like focused all day. And you're a little bit tired because you didn't sleep enough. But it might not be that you hate what you do, right? It's just hard to kind of continuously be forced to do it. Um, 
But it's things like that that are just very... Um, it's pretty subtle. It's pretty automatic. Um, but just pay attention to all those type of superego and ego responses um, to what you're trying to do or in relation to what you're trying to do. Because they come up and they're so subtle. They're so sneaky. And they'll keep you from doing things that you can clearly do. Things that you've probably already done before. Things that you know you have skills and motivation towards doing that you really would be good at. And when you learn how to do it, you can teach other people how to do it, how to kind of, you know, change their mindsets and address their own mindsets um, to be able to do these types of things. Because um, it can seem so hard when all it really is, most things really just need consistency, knowing how to read, when to, you know, ch- challenge a little more, challenge a little more, challenge a little more, make the challenging a little, challenge a little more demanding once you're kind of past this phase of like, okay, I learned how to do this skill, I know this, you don't want to necessarily stay at the same level, you want to keep improving once you are doing it in, in complexity of whatever it is you're doing, if it's like you're learning about finances or working on your finances or working on exercising or working on your health or whatever it is you want to keep improving it once you get the basic part down you want to keep pumping more skills more skills till that becomes your norm and then the super ego and ego have no place because you're already doing it um you've been doing it you're skilled at doing it and you'll know how to override when you don't feel up to it because you'll realize at a certain point it's just in my mind it's just in my head um this isn't really how i feel about this so i hope that's helpful i know i'm taking a lot of breaks in this episode recording because it's uh it's at a weird time of day on a weekend and I'm tired and I was kind of getting interrupted as well so hopefully this makes sense um hopefully it's pretty clear and helpful um but with that thanks for listening I'm gonna log off bye